Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. What up, y'all? This is a show. <laughs> this is a show where each week Ashley and I we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is a direct sequel to the 2014 Godzilla, which was directed by Gareth Edwards. And it's the third film in Warner Brothers' Monsterverse, which also includes Kong Skull Island. The IMDb plot summary reads, The cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king Ghidorah. This movie has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not good at all. No! <laughs> and it opened this past weekend to about $49 million, which also is not good for a movie this, this expensive. So before we talk about this, was this your first Godzilla movie? Had you seen a Godzilla movie prior to this? This is my first Godzilla movie. Okay. So yeah, you didn't really have much interest in the 2014 version. I had no interest. What, what, what drew you to this one? Well, I guess it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Pacific Rim and... We did see those. Yeah, yeah. and like the the monsters look really cool, so... The the trailers appealed to you. The trailers were, I guess, a little reminiscent of Pacific Rim. Yeah. So I guess we'll just go right into it. You know, I mean, critics don't like it. It's kind of, uh, you know, disappointment might not even make its money back. But what, you know, someone who's not even really familiar with Godzilla, what did you think of this? It was good fun. (laughs) I think I think when I walked out of it, I was was like, "That wasn't so bad," you know. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Godzilla and you know uh, Kong. They haven't been my forte. They haven't been movies that appeal to me. So, right, you did see Kong Skull Island. I did. What'd you think of that one? Well, you know, I like the the lead. You like Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that movie had a good cast. Brie Larson was in that. uh, Sam Jackson, John C. Riley. Again, that movie had kind of like cardboard characters, kind of forgettable characters. Yeah. It's just about the monsters, yeah. really. And that's I think that's where the focus is on this one. Uh, so I don't know. This had more of a story. You think so? I think so. You think this had a better story than Kong Skull Island? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because a lot of people are slamming it for the story <clears throat> and for the characters. That's why it has like a 39% versus Kong Skull Island. That has a 75% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. And the first Godzilla was fresh uh, with a 75%. So this one's really rotten compared to those. So I guess let's get into what kind of powers do these monsters have? Like Godzilla, he can turn nuclear. Well, yeah, he gets radioactive. Yeah. and, and he- But then he also shoots out blue stuff. <laughs> Correct. Like a blue laser. And that's, right. But I think he gets that, like, blue from radiation. Correct. Yeah, it kind of, like, comes up his tail, and then he shoots it out of his mouth. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool looking. (laughs) And then the three-headed snake thing. That's Ghidorah. That was, like, the big bat. Yeah, the big bat. That was was Monster Zero. And he has, like, lightning. He's, like... He creates lightning storms. He creates lightning storms. He can create hurricanes, just... He's overall badass. He's the biggest threat to Godzilla. Yeah. He kind of kicks Godzilla's ass a couple times. Couple of this. times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, there's some big epic scaled smackdowns in this movie. There's all there's two other monsters. There's like four main ones. The other two you got Mothra. Yeah. Mothra kind of Oh, Mothra is pretty. Pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Like Mothra kind of kicks off them. That's the first monster you really see, right? Yeah. 
it's kind of. But it's of, a baby. Well, it's, it's a, a like a larva, yeah. right? Yeah, it's you got Vera Farmiga. She's working with Monarch. Monarch, yeah. Uh, this organization that tracks these monsters. <laughs> and you know, and their their belief is that you know these animal or these, these you titans. know titans. Yeah. Not all of them are bad. The Japanese call them kaiju. Well, yeah, there right. you go. This is a kaiju movie. <laughs> but not all titans are bad, and and Godzilla is the king of them all. Where is Godzilla at the start of this? They sort of have to like wake him up because he doesn't enter until he's like underwater, right? Just chilling underwater. Yeah, because there was a, a lost city, remember, underwater. Of course, and that's his. That's his little. <laughs> that's his home. This is Haven. Okay. Yeah. But there's a there's a device that one of the characters, uh, Vera Farmiga or Kyle Chandler, they create I think this device. They, they created it. I think um, it's like a sonar? she finished it. Okay. He didn't want any part of it because he knew they lost the ramifications son. of that device. They lost their son uh, to Godzilla. To Godzilla in like the 2014 San Francisco attack. Yeah. So yeah, they so they have this baggage, and then at the and start then of the film, they have a daughter. Up played by Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And yeah, at the start of the film, they're they're separated. Kyle Chandler from Vera Farmiga. And she's working for Monarch. And they're sort of uh, overseeing Mothra, who's in this larva form. And then they get kidnapped. They get kidnapped by Charles Dance. Yeah. He's like an eco-terrorist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they get kidnapped, uh, both uh, the mom and the daughter. And so his agenda is to get this sonar so he can awaken these monsters? Yes. That's his agenda. So they can fix the overpopulation. You know, I guess they feel like these big monsters kind of correct our infestation of humans, so to speak. And once you do that, then pollution goes away and then and then everything comes back. Yeah, they believe this. these monsters, they provide balance to to the earth like yeah. thanos it kind of like thanos like yeah you know, to balance exactly. the earth you gotta exactly wipe them out exactly like thanos pretty I much even like put, thanos yeah uh but there is there's kind of a twist like a major twist that kind of kicks off the uh the second the whole second act yeah. which introduces all these monsters so we'll kind of we'll keep that vague yeah. for now so this machine that they create orca they were able to communicate to the monsters via i guess sonar and so they were able to kind of control them as far as, you know, making them more docile or making them attack. So I guess, like, depending on the sonar frequency, it can make them aggressive or yeah. it can calm them down. Yeah. And so... Like uh, a shock collar, I guess, for, yeah, uh, for when, dragons. When they get... Exactly. When they get... <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is a little stupid, but... It's so ridiculous. But when they do get kidnapped... The Mothra is released, and she gets out, and she cocoons under a waterfall. And then that's kind of saved for another day. Right. Her ending is kind of kind of sad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. A whole, a whole lot of crazy shit happens at the end of this. But yeah, before we get to there, there's there's also Rodan, who's kind of like this like pterodactyl type type creature. Yes. Which comes out of a volcano. Yeah. Another like awesome scene. It, well, they have like it? all these like stealth bombers, and Rodan is like taking them down. Yes. And doesn't like uh, Ghidorah get in on the action at one point? Well, yeah, but Ghidorah <laughs> was coming to Rodan. They didn't want anything to happen to that town, so they lured Rodan out into where Ghidorah was. Gotcha. But now, like, Rodan is loose. Yeah. 
And so you need you need a hero. You need uh, Godzilla. I need a hero. <laughs> Godzilla's the hero in yeah. this. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, that's how he should be. I didn't realize he was a water creature, though. Was he always a water creature? I mean, I think it varies. You know, I'm really I'm familiar with the Hollywood versions, and I'm familiar with the very original, the 1954 Japanese version. I, I believe he does come from the ocean. He's a result of like nuclear testing. It was yeah. a result of like Japanese like paranoia during that period. And then all the kaiju. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that yeah, that film you know from the 1950s. You know, it's black and white. It's a guy in a suit. And, you know, it's it's pretty low tech, but, you know, clearly, I mean, it spawned like 30 plus sequels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on this one. I, you know, Hollywood has tried making Godzilla twice in 1998, which was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I think you saw like the tail end of that. That's, um, that was from Roland Emmerich. You got Ferris Bueller in New York City. It's like Jurassic Park oh. in New York City. <laughs> Ferris Bueller is the only one who could stop him. That was that was Godzilla from the nineties. That was his first. That was his Hollywood debut. Yeah, it was not good. And then they they redid it five years ago. The you know the twenty fourteen Gareth Edwards movie, which that movie plays coy with Godzilla for a bit, like two hours. Yeah, and I, it's kind of like it's trolling you a little bit. Like it'll set up a giant battle that's about to go down, and then it'll cut to like a little kid watching it on a on a TV screen. Like that, that's the kind of movie it is. And then yeah. like when you get to the final big battle, it's so dark, you can't even see it. Like if you're watching it and there's a glare on your screen, forget it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see what's happening. So to me, like the main requirement for a good monster movie is deliver the monsters, put them on screen. Don't be coy about it. Yeah. <laughs> don't be coy about it. I yeah. mean, it, the first Godzilla, it was playing coy to, I think, you know, focus on the human characters. But no matter what, the human characters are always just like stock cardboard cutouts. I mean, the human drama there is nothing. It's like, give us the monsters. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Like, this isn't... Like, we're not holding these movies up against... Well, like, and I think this is what this movie did a good job at. They gave us the monsters. That was the priority here. so... I mean, from a visual effects perspective, this was... I mean, really cool. It was awesome. Good job with the visual effects. But this is, you know, it's a, it, it's a Godzilla movie. I mean, it's it's fun but stupid. Right. I mean, you're not comparing this to like, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey or, you know, like There Will Be Blood. I mean, you're comparing this to something like Pacific Rim. Like, is this going to have some good monster action? And thankfully, yeah, this one yeah. does. Just multiple great battles uh, throughout. And I, I think it also portrays the sense that humans really just don't know. Jack shit? Yeah. I mean, you know, humans are trying to control these creatures. They want to kill them. They they want to do all these things with them. And I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like just stop. Just mind your own business. Yeah. There's like that line from Jurassic Park, like just, just because you can. Doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> To like to talk further about this in, in any kind of depth, you kind of need to get into some spoilers. So yeah. why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into some spoilers for Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Sounds good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. And we're going to get into some spoilers for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, I guess the big surprise that kind of you know kicks off the whole second act and kind of just drives the whole story in motion is that Vera Farmiga, she's... She wasn't really kidnapped. She she's the the mastermind behind the eco terrorist group. Yes. So does that mean like she outranks like Charles Dance in this? Is he working for her? So she brought this to him. Okay. So they're like they're, they're like partners. co-heads. They're yeah. Co-heads they're they're partners. Does this make sense considering her backstory with her kid? With her kid, I don't know. Like I don't. How how does this make sense? That's what I'm asking. Like how <laughs> does releasing seventeen? I think it was like seventeen or nineteen Titans. How does releasing them into the world have anything to do with her kid? You would think she would want the opposite. Yeah. Consider. <laughs> so I guess yeah. That's. I, I was hoping maybe like you. You had some insight. Like maybe there was a line or something that kind of explained that motivation. I guess that's sort of a, a problem. That that's a motivational. Problem well, yeah. And then she. Movie. And then you know the mom uses the daughter kind of as a pawn. You know, going back and forth and kind of really manipulating the daughter because she really, the daughter really wants to be with her dad and there's a chance for her to go with her dad. And I don't know, I think the mom really like manipulated the daughter. That character is not good. No, I mean, and the daughter, you know, finally sees it for what it is. She overhears a conversation and she steals the orca. Right. And brings it to Fenway Park in Boston. And that's where we have the big the big daddy showdown. That's where you had the big daddy showdown. She steals was... the orca, I guess, to summon Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Okay. Summon Godzilla and Mothra. Mothra and well, all of them. All of them. Just so they can like to all just square off. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, I guess character motivations in this are uh, murky at best. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I guess. Uh, but I got to say, like, in the moment while I'm watching it, it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> it doesn't. No. I don't like, know that makes me like a bad, a bad viewer. Bullshit. But <laughs> the, it, monsters, it doesn't make any sense. the monster fighting is amazing. It really, it delivers the goods in terms of big budget, like large scale special effects action. It, re- it really does deliver on that front. You know, the Japanese Godzillas, uh, you know, as crazy as they would get, the budgets were always limited. Yeah. Here, you're not limited. You know, this is Hollywood, you know, pulling all of its resources together to put monsters on the screen. For some people, that's a big draw. For some people, it's a turnoff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A movie like this, it's not for everyone. And that, yeah, that sets the stage for the climax where Godzilla returns and he's radioactive. He's nuclear. Yeah. And the way he defeats Ghidorah, there are the, he, he throws down these like radioactive like sonic blasts. Yeah, 
and it just like melts off. <laughs> Ghidorah's yeah, it was heads. it was melting. Yeah, the Ghidorah melted, and I think I mean, he ate like, one of the heads. Something like that. I mean, I'm, that's kind of how I remember. Yeah. I don't know if I'm describing it coherently. <laughs> But it's, yeah, he goes nuclear, and he yeah, he, like he creates these blasts, and it just it, it it melts Ghidorah down, and it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, like it's so cool. And then awesome. at the end, you know, Godzilla is now the king of the monsters. You see all of the other monsters circling him, and now it's going to be sequel number two. Well, next year you have uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. Well, Kong's not even in this one. But, no, but they do mention Kong as being one of the uh, Titans. They, yeah, they set Kong up in that you know that previous film, Kong Skull Island, and uh, so yeah, this I guess sets the stage for Godzilla versus Kong, which should be great. I mean, the title alone gets me excited. Yeah, I mean, you know, you like your I like, your I like monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Did you like Peter Jackson's King Kong? Were you a fan of that? You like? I mean, you usually like that Peter Jackson. That was with movies. Nicole Kidman, right? Nicole Kidman. It's with uh, Naomi Watts. N- or Naomi Watts. You're getting your Australians. I am <laughs> mixed up. Sorry. Jack Black and Naomi Watts. Jack Black. No. I lo- I loved. I don't remember it, so obviously <laughs> clearly not good. I I love Peter Jackson's King Kong because that I mean that that's another monster movie that delivers a lot of spectacle. It's a little indulgent, a little long. And I mean, this one is too, I guess you could say, but it's, it, it's called Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So that's what you get. Yeah. You get a lot of monsters yeah. and Godzilla's the king. Yeah. And I, yeah, I really like the ending. I think there was like a post credit scene. Uh, oh, we didn't stay for that. We, yeah, we split. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's how we do. Yeah, we always split. We're the first out. Let's get the F out of here. <laughs> we should probably stay for the credits, but we don't. Yeah, odds are it's going to say filmed in Georgia. I think this one was actually. But uh, there's a there's a credit sequence I apparently where Charles Dance's character finds a Ghidorah head and contains it or something like wraps it up. That's, really? <laughs> I don't know what the meaning of that is. No, well, because the Ghidorah head can rejuvenate or. Re- okay, so what do you think that means? That the, the, he's going to probably grow it back. Grow Ghidorah back. Mm-hmm. Go, uh, Godzilla versus Kong will probably be like them fighting each other for a scene, and then bringing and then, and probably, then teaming up yeah. Batman v Superman style <laughs> against a bigger. Well, yeah, I was about to say like I don't want any one of those to die. Hell no. Godzilla and King Kong both. Two heroes. Well, I mean they're they're just trying to protect their land. That's all you can I, do. That's all you can do. I, get I, I like it. Godzilla. He seems like by the end he seems really like pissed. In close up, you can yeah. see like like uh, he looks really mad. Like it, like you awoke him from like a deep sleep, and yeah. now he's got to get to work. Yeah, uh, like he's doing this kind of grudgingly. I like that. I like that Godzilla had, had like a like a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just a badass. I mean, a real badass yeah. in this. But yeah, most of the critics they're they're slamming it because of the the human characters. And um, I didn't go see this movie because of the human characters. Well, they feel let's like, be real. They feel like the human characters are so dumb it takes away the ability to enjoy it. And I, I've heard some people complain like the action scenes are like incomprehensible and they can't like follow it and it's just overblown chaos. <laughs> I don't really have that problem. Yeah, I didn't have that problem either. I, I enjoyed the action. I mean, it's most of the scenes are like at night or in the pouring rain, as usual. That that's my one complaint. Like, yeah. give me an action scene where they're at. It's you know high, no- day. high noon, clear weather, sunny skies. 
I, I thought the action was great overall. You know, this movie is, is, is hard for me to gauge whether it's a good date night movie or not. You know, I, I'm just now starting to, to like these kinds of movies. <laughs> so for me, and I think it's because you introduced me to a whole new world of movies. Just fantasy, sci-fi. I mean, you really have. <laughs> and you kind of maybe become a geek about it. No. So our theater, la- I mean, they were clapping, weren't they? By the end of it, yeah, we saw this in yeah. IMAX, and on IMAX, yeah, yeah. see it on a big ass screen. It the was... audience in our theater loved this movie. They were clapping. They were clapping for sure. The, the some guy applause. next to me was hooting and hollering. <laughs> I mean, he was giggle. You know, he <laughs> was, was Mister Grown Ass Men. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, just like crazy ass moments in this movie that it, I mean, like my jaw was on the floor. Like during the whole radioactive sequence, I'm like, oh, holy shit! Like, what am I seeing? And it's, yeah, it pro- a lot of moments that will provoke an audible response if you're into it. Yeah. But if you're not into it, you're going to be asleep. Like, if you're not into giant monsters, you'll, you'll be bored as, as hell. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, from my perspective, it was a good date night movie for, for you and I. I think so, yeah, because the movie keeps... It's, it's, a, it's like a darker, you know, as you said, all the scenes are shot kind of at night and all that. So, right. it's, it's kind of like a darker ambiance. Right. You know, you can kind of cuddle. Darker, yeah. <laughs> it kind of sets the mood. Some mood lighting. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a decent date movie. It, assuming you and your date are okay with like a movie with Godzilla in the title, because the movie keeps kind of like ratcheting up the stakes and yeah. like the excitement factor, like it, it doesn't lose your interest. It doesn't really have a lot of like down periods. No, um, it does not. So it's, there's always something going it, on. It keeps raising the stakes, and for that, yeah, it, it'll keep like you and your date pretty invested. Yeah. But you got to be into monsters. <laughs> some people aren't. I yeah, mean, some people aren't. Look at that. I mean, look at the box office. Pl- plenty but of I mean, aren't. you know, then there's Game of Thrones. You have this big, huge dragon. And people are loving that. Well, uh, do people like Game of Thrones because of the dragons or because of the, the like, the characters? The characters. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, for me, I probably thought it was a good date movie. What, what grade would you give it? Bad probably a B minus. Oh, I would go B plus. You go B plus? Yeah, I mean this is a B movie, but I mean the little movie. the little kid in me, yeah. it's it's an A. <laughs> <laughs> if I had seen this when I was ten, you'd I mean, be, you'd be I'd blown be, away. I mean, I was blown away today, yeah. but I, if I was ten, I mean, I'd be doing backflips in the theater yeah. and like planning my next trip. Yeah. That's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, directed by Mike Doherty. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at DNMoviePodcast, and you can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>